Welcome to the Honor It All podcast. I'm Honor Garrett, your host, and we're here to honor all that is good in the world. Each podcast, I interview top professionals around the globe who are making a difference, impacting lives, and creating positive change. Today, we have Nancy Picard, a certified master integrative life coach and holistic health lifestyle coach, and Amazon number one international best-selling author and cancer survivor. Prior to Nancy's work as a coach, she was the owner and founder of a personal training gym for 16 years. What I think makes Nancy so inspiring is her no excuses approach to life, encouraged to show up every day with gratitude. I'm so honored to have you here with me today, Nancy, as part of the Honored All podcast. Welcome. How are you? I'm great, and I'm honored to be here. So thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I... I really want our listeners to get to know you. And honestly, there's so much to cover because you've done so much. <laughs> um, and you started in the fitness industry, but then transitioned to life coach, speaker, author. Um, how did you do that? Well, I owned a personal training gym for 16 years and I loved it. And near the end of those 16 years, I did start to do some wellness coaching, but basically I was working from the outside in, right? I was definitely working the body, not the inside. And um, my marriage fell apart. I fell apart. And as the years went on and I realized that I needed, I, want, I, be, I wanted coaching myself and then I became a coach. It was just an evolution for me. I had moved to Aspen, Colorado. I didn't really want to continue to be doing um, personal training here. And yet I wanted to give back. So coaching just was the next evolution for me. And now I work with people from the inside out instead of the outside in. So, wow, that's beautiful. And you're not only a coach, but you're a mother of two sons, a grandmother of yeah. four, you know, with four grandchildren, like what a cruel grandmom to have. I mean, you can spoil them and then mentor them at the same time. I do actually. <laughs> but how do you balance your time from self-care for yourself, family time with those you love, and then your business and clients. How do you do that? Well, one of the things that we didn't mention yet is that I'm a boundary coach. And so being a boundary coach has allowed me more freedom in making myself a priority and asking for what I need and stating what I need. So I have no problem self-honoring myself. I'm big on self-honoring myself and making sure that I take care of myself. But I also have learned when you make yourself a priority and you speak your needs, then other people know what you can and cannot do, what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate. And I, I'm no longer this people pleaser that has to do everything for everybody. You know, we all start out as overdoers, overgivers, people pleasers. And so I would like twist myself up in a pretzel to be the best mom and be the best grandma and be the best partner and be the best of everything. And now I just know how to balance it and to say to my kids, you know, I'm thrilled to come and stay with you and I'm with the kids all the time, but I also want to spend some time with you. And I also want to be hiking and, you know, going to yoga and doing those things. I don't just want to be the babysitter. And in just asking for it like that, would you be willing to get a sitter sometimes when I'm there so I can still do everything and my job? And once I set it up like that, it's with ease and grace that it all 
plays out the way you want it to. So it really is about communication and asking. And, and I think as women, we get so, we, we get nervous. We feel guilty. We feel like we need, we put everything on our shoulders that everything has to be perfect. And we have this specific role to play. And I really think either as I've gotten older, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I almost feel like the older women get, the more independent we are. And sometimes the older men get, <laughs> the more dependent they get. Yeah. And that's just, that's general. I'm not saying that right across the board, but that there's something about getting older where we feel a little more liberated and a little more courageous. And, and actually, I think you have a book that you wrote that probably was the beginning of that journey for you, Bigger, Better, Braver. Um, can you tell us about that? Yeah, so Bigger, Better, Braver is really a self-help step-by-step guide to how to go from the discrepancy of where you are to where you want to be. Now, for me, I went and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. It's 61 years old. That was my Bigger, Better, Braver. But I just ask people, like, what's your Bigger, Better, Braver? Like, what's your Kilimanjaro? It could be getting a new job. It could be getting in a relationship. It could be leaving a long-term relationship. It could be moving. I mean, it's whatever it is. It could be losing weight. You know, it could be whatever it is you need that you're afraid to do that you need help getting there. And so I love my one-on-one coaching, but not everybody can afford a one-on-one coach. So I've sort of layered what I do. I sell the book. It's a self-help one by, you know, step-by-step. You could read the book and do it. You could do it with a friend. You could get a, you know, accountability partner and you can do it. But I also have a, um, an evergreen course that you get 11 audio lessons and a workbook when you, and then you buy the book and you do the work. It takes you deeper. Then I do a 12 week zoom live coaching so that they get the book. They do the workbooks, they listen to the audios, and each week I take them deeper and do laser coaching. So, and then I do one-on-one coaching. So now there's no excuse. Everybody can be bigger, better, braver. Wow. Well, so what prompted you? Is that what prompted you as you had all of this inside of you? And you're like, not everybody can afford coaching and I want to get my message out. Is that what? That was a big part of it. Um, I also... When I climbed Kilimanjaro because I was a trainer and I trained so well and I rocked it and I did it so well, I originally was writing a book for older women on how to climb Kilimanjaro. And then I realized, but then, and I was going to be putting coaching tidbits in there. And then I just realized I really should just, you know, I'm helping a lot of people with my one-on-one coaching, but that's not hitting everybody. And I wanted to put it out there for everybody. And so bigger, better, braver, conquer your fears, embrace your courage and transform your life is what the book is all about. Well, I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I've started it and it's really good. It's very inspiring. Thank you. And so, you know, as, as a health life and mindset coach myself, I mean, I love helping people navigate their journey but clarity is usually the biggest stumbling block that I have with people. They just aren't clear about really what they even want, or maybe they've never even asked themselves what they want. 
Um, do you find that with some of the people that you talk to that they're just not really clear about what even makes them happy? I think that a lot of people come to me because they're not happy and they're not really sure why, right? Some people have a clear idea. You know, they just got out of a marriage or they lost a partner or they want a new career or they are estranged from their adult children. I mean, there's a million reasons why they know they're not happy, but other people are just in a transition. You know, they've had the same job forever and they, they don't want to give up the money but they're not passionate about them about it anymore, or they've just, their kids are out of the house and they don't know what to do with themselves. There's so many reasons why people come to me. And a lot of them are so stuck in fear that they just can't move forward. So I'm a shadow coach. I help people uncover the disempowering beliefs that are buried in their subconscious that they aren't aware of. They are formed in the first 10 years of your life, their life, anybody's life, all of our lives. And they, we don't know it. it's in a split second, but they sound like, you know, my needs will never be met or I need to stay small or I need to, you know, be perfect to be loved. I'm unworthy. I'm broken. I'm stupid. I need to stay quiet. So no one will know I'm stupid. My voice doesn't matter. My needs don't matter. These are all beliefs as children that we have unconsciously set out and they become part of our operating system. So my work, no matter why somebody comes to me, is to uncover that first, because you can't move forward if you're stuck in that belief that you don't even know is holding you back. Exactly. I, and I know like we all have them. We, no matter what, we all have them. And I wish they taught these things even in school, mm-hmm. that there were certain, um, certain programs to really edify kids and who they are and that everything is right about them, that they are uniquely made and not try to be like their neighbor or their best friend that you don't want to be like everyone else. And I think we get stuck in that, but, you know, you were saying you can't be in that kind of almost negative energy, right? When you're stuck in shame, blame, not good enough. Right. And you're helping people almost raise their vibration because you can't be in two places at once, right? You can't be And that's why I love to tell people to practice gratitude because you can't be in a state of gratitude and be in bitterness at the same time. Right. Yeah. So it's good to, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I'd love So what do you, what are your thoughts? about? What I was going to say on that is that I have this trick that I do that I used to do with my ex-husband, but I tell my clients to do, you can't be really angry at somebody and blow kisses at the same time. (laughs) You just can't because your face smiles and you're blowing a kiss. So whenever somebody has negative energy about their partner or their ex or somebody, I just tell them blow kisses. And Um, it's the same thing. It changes. It really changes the way you feel in the moment. That is a great idea. Isn't it funny? (laughs) I'm going to have to try that. My husband might know what I'm doing. (laughs) You're angry at your husband. Blowing kisses. (laughs) That's so funny. Well, you know what? I know that life throws us often throws us a curveball and literally propels us in a completely different direction that we thought we were going to go. And after reading 
part of your book. I know that actually you had one of those moments as well. Um, was the transition really, was it easy? Like you knew what you were going to wanted to do. Was it hard? Was it fearful or did you feel freedom or maybe a little bit of everything? Well, when my husband wanted out of our 26 year marriage, um, it knocked me to my knees and I stayed the victim in my story for a very long time because I was very other referenced, which means if I saw myself through his eyes. So after 26 years, if he no longer wanted me, then I must not be good enough. Right. And so I dated a lot of men who were telling me how beautiful and sexy and smart and all these things, but it just kind of washed right over me because they weren't him. And it would just make me think, oh, then you're so like, you're not good enough because if you think I'm great, then, you know, what do you know? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Really. And so it took me a really long time through coaching and through kind of realigning with my own truth and who I was to love myself enough to be self-referenced. Mm -hmm. And that was an evolution. None of this was planned. I didn't know I was going to be a coach. I certainly didn't know I was going to be an author. I, I, after I got divorced, I didn't work for nine years. I moved to Aspen, Colorado, and I exercised and played. It was like a playground for an athlete. I just played for nine years. And then I realized, I, what am I doing? Like, I have so many gifts to be giving to this world that I'm not. Like, this was not what I was. I was not put on this earth to just play. And then I, that, so that was how I first started to become a coach. And then my coaching practice and being an entrepreneur and getting it all going. And, you know, I, I probably have seven certifications because I believe in growth and learning and having more tools in my toolbox. That's just who I am. I'm like the ever ready bunny, you know, <laughs> just, I just go, go, go. So um, the evolution, it was step-by-step. Step. I never saw the next step until I was in the step I was in. Wow. Well, so what, what advice would you give for some of the listeners out there that may really want to change, but they're so fearful and to the point where they're literally paralysis, they, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't even know how to take action. Um, what are your suggestions? Cause I do know your, what, what do you like to say? Conquer your fears, embrace your change and transform embrace your life. Embrace your courage and transform your life. I love that. So Thanks. how would you, how would you encourage somebody? Well, I think that if you can afford a coach, get a coach because every, like nobody gets to the Olympics without a coach. We all need support. I use, I, I coach with a friend. She coaches me and um, you are never going to be in a fearless state. Like note to self, <laughs> nobody lives in a fearless life. Nobody the difference between successful people and non-successful people is that successful people move with their fear. They feel the fear and do it anyway. They get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. For me, if I'm afraid to do something, it's a sign I need to do it. You know, if I can't, I must. And honestly, that's been me saying yes, because, you know, I say this to everybody. When you write a book about being bigger, better, braver, the universe 
throws it in your face. Oh, really? You think you're so bigger, better, braver? Let's see you do this, honey. Right. And so I, you know, the imposter syndrome comes in. It it happens to all of us, but I say yes and go anyway, because I know that once I step in, I will be the very thing that I think I'm not that. Right. And I think what people get stuck in is that perfectionism. They don't want to mess up. And you know what? Nobody cares if you mess up. They're not even noticing. So right. it, it, yeah, just, themselves. just do it. And, uh, you know, so my husband, we, I've told you like my husband's a football coach and, you know, I honestly think leading a team is just, it's so natural to him. It is his genius. Um, what would you say your genius is? You know what it is? I'm a really powerful woman, but I'm also a very compassionate woman. So I hold my clients with love and grace, but I push them. I don't take any bull. So I show them what their excuses sound like. And I let them know that they're all excuses. And unless they're willing to show up powerfully in an excuse-free zone, they're not going to get where they want to go. So I, I have clients that do the work, not be, because they're afraid of me, you know, it's like my <laughs> trainer part of me. And um, I don't care in the beginning why you do it. Like if you don't have the tools yet to stay in alignment for yourself, you can stay in alignment because you don't want to show up not having done the work. Eventually, you're going to understand that you need to be in alignment for you. Right. So I would actually say, though, that that's it. I walk my walk. I talk my talk. I walk my talk. Like there's no excuses because I'm doing it. And I share like my clients know as much about me and my life as I end up knowing about theirs. Mm-hmm. And so they they trust and honor and know me mm-hmm. and they know I'm not I'm not asking them to do anything that I'm not doing every single day. Do you have, and you may not be able to share this, uh, obviously no names, but do you have, I don't know, a client, a success story that just inspires you and encouraged, was encouraging to you that the results that you got, that person got were so amazing. So many of my clients, (laughs) so many of my clients, like when I wrote the book and I was using all the examples from my clients, and of course I got permission I like fell in love with all my clients more. I was like, wow, they were so brave. Like they left a job that they were making a ton of money, but they were unhappy or they're so afraid of like even going out to dinner alone, let alone going to, you know, flying across the world alone or moving alone. And, you know, they were in like, I don't, I haven't had anybody that's been in an abusive relationship while they were working with me. I'm trying to think if that's true or not, but I've been with a lot of people who have had abuse in their life. A lot of women who were abused, boy, it's unbelievable how many three-year-olds are abused in our country and they never say anything. And then, then they think that they're a bad person So it's so interesting, people with eating disorders and all my clients who have had so many beliefs that they've had to uncover and move forward, all of that is being brave. All of that is 
when you're willing to look at yourself, I have to tell you that, you know, I sell my coaching in packages and you pay up front and, you know, it, it, it's, you know, right from the beginning, it's 10 sessions, it's non-refundable, it's a, it's a less expensive when you pay up front. I had a woman who took one session and said, all right, I got everything I need, I'm done. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not done. We're just beginning. She said, no, no, I'm done. Well, she wasn't done. She did not want to be looking at herself. Um, she would rather throw the money away because she wasn't brave enough to look at herself. Wow. That's, that that's, to me, that's sad. That is, that is sad. Yeah, that's sad. So anybody who shows up to be coached and wants to be different at the, out, at the other side and is willing to do the work, that's bravery to me. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell people all day long, I only want clients that are ready. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. I mean, if they're not ready, you could do the best coaching in the world. They could say they want it, but if they're not ready to really commit, you know, it's, it's going to be hard, hard to get there. Exactly. I can only work as hard as you're willing to work. Is what I tell them. Because we're there, you're there to help them kind of be that catalyst so they can actually see into their own world and see themselves. Yeah. And if they're not really willing to do that, if they won't give you the key, you know, to unlock it and they're not willing to look at it, it's really hard. And how do you feel, how do you look at mindset? Because I know you help people kind of get rid of of limiting beliefs and kind of make that shift in their life, raise their vibration, but how, how important is mindset? Do you have a mindset practice every morning? Do you do affirmations? What, what do you do or what do you help your, I do a couple of things, but, but the first part of that is what do I tell my clients is that they have to stop wearing the what's wrong glasses and put on the what's right glasses, because when you look for what's wrong, you're going to find it every single time. And it brings down your vibration and it makes you negative and it gives you more of what you're looking at. When you put on the what's right glasses, you see possibility everywhere. You see you, you, it, it uplifts your emotional well-being and you get more of that. And that's, that's part of being gr- grateful. You know, what is working instead of what isn't working? What I do every day is I start my day by asking myself, what's the most self-honoring thing I can do today? One thing. Now, that might be climbing a mountain like I did today. It might be having a massage. It might be calling the doctor's appointment. It might be calling my mother. It might be calling my kids. It's whatever on that day makes me feel like I'll be happy I did that. That's my self-honoring practice. And then the other thing that happens is that every day my alarm goes off at 1111. And there's something so special about the, the infinity and the 1111. And wherever I am, and I'd say 90% of the time, I can do it exactly at 11.11. Sometimes I'm in the middle of a pickleball game or something, and I (laughs) I can't stop. Um, But generally, and then I'll do it right after I stop, I close my eyes, and I manifest that I already have this. What do I feel like? What does it feel like in that moment? And then gratitude for having accomplished it and gotten it and received it. And I only do it for one thing every day until I get that one thing. And then I move on. 
what, what an interesting idea. I'm going to have, because I, over the last three months, I see 1111 all the time and probably because I'm looking for it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Put it on your alarm too. Put it on your alarm. It'll go off every day. Ah, that's, that's wonderful. I'm going to have to try to do that. Well, let me ask you what I like to ask everybody this. What has been your biggest lesson in life? Oh, I think my biggest lesson is to be self-referenced, meaning to count on myself and to love myself and to not look outside myself for, um, to, to check in to see if I'm good enough or not good enough. Honestly, I've stopped trying to be everything to everybody. I don't need everybody to like me. I don't need everybody to agree. And also, I also, another big lesson for me, especially as a parent, is that my children are having their own journey. Mm. I can't save them. I shouldn't try to save them. And I have to know that everything happens for them, just like it does to me and not to them. And if they fall, they will learn. Just like if when I fall, I learn. So as a parent, that has brought me so much more ease than it used to. Because I will tell you, with grown kids, even they're married and successful and everything, stuff happens. And if you're going to worry and stress and make, you know, they, they have this saying that you're only as happy as your saddest child. Well, you can't let that be the case. You actually have to allow them their own journey and support them when you can, but not overdo, not overtake responsibility for them. And those I think are the two. Oh, and one more big lesson I learned. Obviously, I needed a lot of lessons. On. Oh, I love this. Keep it coming. <laughs> the other lesson was to be the observer instead of the reactor. And that was a huge one for me. I used to be the person that would send off that bad email right away. Like, oh, I can't believe you did this. Da, 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 da. And now I look at it and I'll be like, well, you know, what am I making that mean about me? How could I look at this differently? You know, what do I think their intention was? I do, I do my own work before I ever respond. That's huge. Ask I questions. was not that girl. I always, because I, I always had to fix it and I had the answer to everything. And it's about take a deep breath and go, wow. Or I'd get upset about how somebody did something. And over the past few years, I've really changed that and really asked questions. And my husband will still get mad if we're driving. He's like, that person was so rude. They just cut me off. And I'm always the one like, well, what if they were in a hurry because their daughter is hurt and Lord left at school or, or maybe they're in a new town and they didn't realize they cut you off because they're looking at a map. Like I always give people the benefit of the doubt. Now I do, at least I try, um, because it just makes for such more peace Yes, (laughs) in your soul, you know, like just you know, don't assume. What is it like when you assume? Oh, it makes an ass of you and me. Right. Absolutely. And how you spoke about being the victim for a while and once, and that's just giving our power away. I talk to people all the time about forgiveness. I think forgiveness, if you can forgive someone, then you don't have to forget, but forgiving them brings all that power and energy back to you. 
and then you're responsible for the things you do in your life. You're not blaming anybody. You're, you're taking full responsibility. So I 100% agree with you. You're cutting the karma cord from your past when you forgive them. And it's not a gift you're giving them. They don't even ever have to know you're forgiving them. It's a gift you give yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's well, I know that there are probably people in our audience right now who are actually struggling in, in life with who knows what the their circumstances. Um, maybe they've lost a job. Maybe um, their child is sick, whatever it may be. Do you have any just encouragement that you might offer? Well, you know, I have a spiritual belief that, again, I said this before, everything happens for the evolution of your soul. So you are, you can't see the big picture, but we all have lessons and we all have gifts that we're getting on this earth right now, this time around in our life. And so just trust that the universe has your back and however things are supposed to work out, they will. So if you're in a period right now where there's drama in your life, Try to see what are the lessons? What should I be learning? Because I don't want to be here again. And I want to get this, this size lesson. I don't want this lesson bigger. So learn what you need to learn. Become the observer instead of the reactor. And recognize that, you know, be with faith instead of with fear. And everything is going to work out. You may not see how it's going to work out. In the moment, it may not work out the way you want it to. I never wanted to get a divorce. I never, I loved my husband. I loved my family. I loved everything we had built together. It knocked me to my knees, but who I am today, I never would have been. I would not be this woman I am today. So I can't be sorry for it. And so you, and I don't, you know, obviously it took me years to get here, years to get to where I am, but I'm here. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. It's like what I'm going through right now is the perfect curriculum for my growth, right? Your growth. So anybody that's struggling right now, you know, I'm sure that people listening, what you're saying is so resonating with them. So how do people find you? If somebody wants to contact you or they're interested in working with you or having you come speak for them, um, what's the best way for them to contact you? So, um, I, in your show notes, you do show notes. Yeah. I'll have all your information in the show. You'll have all my information, but Nancy Picard life coach.com is my website. And on my website, there's signups for free discovery calls. So everybody who wants to can have a free phone call with me. If you follow me at Nancy Picard life coach on Facebook and Instagram, all my events are coming. I happen to be see Nancy run on um, Clubhouse, because that was my other email. And I didn't really even know then like how this whole Clubhouse thing was going to be. But I do a room Wednesday mornings where you can ask any questions you want. Um, Anna, you should come anytime you want. If you come to my my room Wednesday mornings at eight o'clock mountain time, seven o'clock Pacific time, I'll make you a a moderator. It's just coaches. We talk about getting unstuck. We talk about anything that comes up for any, anybody. Awesome. Well, what I'll do is all, all your information will be in the show notes and you'll be able to reach out to Nancy and find out all the things that she's doing and just go look her up because 
she's really a masterful, masterful coach and has changed a lot of people's lives. So you have accomplished so much. I mean, I think you've been to Thailand, you've traveled all over, like what's next on your horizon. You're always encouraging other people, but what's your next big vision for your future? Well, I actually want to start doing, um, master classes for, um, big businesses, you know, for getting into big businesses and just doing setting healthy boundary master classes for um, the workplace. And I also have a course coming out on LinkedIn Learning and Gen Connect You, and that's a big deal for me. Um, that's coming out in September. I mean, it's been built for months. I'm just waiting to see it live. It's not live yet. So that will be new for me. And um, other than that, I, I don't know. Next steps just keep happening. I say yes. Whatever comes my way, I say yes. That's wonderful. With boundaries, though. With boundaries. <laughs> yes, yes. With boundaries. Balance. If it, my if life it, if is it, really beautifully balanced between yeah. my family, my exercise, my self-care, and my work. And when you really know yourself, you, you know what aligns with you. Yeah. It's instant when you see something, you know, that's not for me or that's for me. And yeah, that's what's so beautiful when you get to that place. Um, but Nancy, I'd love to end each podcast with the same question for uh -oh. every guest. Okay. Um, this is the honor it all podcast. So what are you choosing to honor today? Oh, what am I honoring today? Um, I'm actually, I I've, I've been in, I'm renovating my condo. I've literally been out of my home since March. And so I'm honoring my grace and ease that I've been in acceptance of all the places I've been living and all the places I've been staying and all the times they keep changing that date. So I'm honoring acceptance and surrender. That's amazing. And even though you'd like to be back in your place right now, you've been able to spend quality time, more time with friends and family that you might yeah, not have. Exactly. Yeah. So I've pivoted. <laughs> and that's the key, right? We all it's need to learn to pivot and mm -hmm. be flexible. Change is just opportunity for something special. So, um, well, that's it folks. What a perfect way to complete this episode with the inspiring Nancy Picard. Thank you, Nancy. I Thanks really appreciate you being here. Yeah. It's great. And until next time, remember we are not promised tomorrow. So be present today. That is the gift. And remember to take time to honor it all. Mm -hmm.